Sean Prouse. David Charles Prouse. Prouse. Yeah. He's like a proud mouse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, an English bodybuilder, weightlifter, and character actor in British film and television worldwide, he is best known for physically portraying Darth Vader. Right. It's David Prowse. Character actor. Character actor, physically <laughs> portraying Would it, Darth Vader. Is, he, is that And a also actor? the Green Cross Code Man. Yeah. But is, is Darth Vader a character actor? <laughs> character actor? Yeah. Oh, like that Darth Vader. Actor. He's a character. Yeah, you know, it's like, how do you get in the mood? Well, don't say anything and just walk over there. <laughs> Talk without moving anything. Just move swiftly yeah. up and down. Yeah. It's a tough character to, to yeah. get into. We'll put the voice in later on. Well, it's amazing what you can do these days. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, people give Arnie, like, a load of shit for playing the, T, the, the T-100. Like yeah. in the Terminator films, like, or anyone can do nothing, and you go like, oh, I'm not really. Like, no. I, I can see the the skill in being a machine in the way that he did it. Yeah, but being Darth Vader as he was in 1980, like, <laughs> you don't even need your face. You, like. Yeah, <laughs> but you just literally just move your arms up and down every now and then. Yeah, and just kind of like. <laughs> I recently yeah. I rewatched them all recently as well. Did you? Yeah, because I, I was like, oh, it's Robot Chicken, Star Wars. I was like, oh, I'll watch everything. What, was there a new one? No, no. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> I, just, I remembered. I had to change my Facebook profile picture because of all stalkers and shit. Yeah. So, oh, right. <laughs> oh, that's why you did it. It's like, that's Mr. Just something... Bob A. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just Boba Fett in a dressing gown. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that because now they know. I have to change it again. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Never mind. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So I changed it to that. I was like, ah, oh, that, that's that is still images. It's like I find that that's pretty. That's a good thing to aim for in terms of contextual comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I started rewatching it. It's like, yeah, I quite like the new ones, but like I'm not yeah. a hardcore fan in any form. No, and I can definitely see how it could probably get on some people's tits. But it seems like like Jar Jar Binks in Phantom Menace, like they were like, oh, he ruined the film. It's like, well, he's really only in the film for. Say thirty percent of the film, yeah. Because yeah, it's a lot of a lot of the film. But do, do, you, do you like the other seventy percent? The or, thing is, there's you, just so much anger towards big. Like they, they like like R two and C three PO and stuff because those characters appealed to them when they were kids. Yeah, well, and I can see a difference now. You have like the Jar Jar, whatever. Which when I went. Then, what was it, like, 99? 98-99? Like, when I was 12, like, Jar Jar Binks was fucking mint. Like, I didn't, like, I I wasn't, like, really a hardcore manly man kind of kid. Like, I I liked the stupid zany characters. And, like, yeah, fine, he appealed to me. I'm sorry if you consider that sacrilege because it ruined your franchise or whatever, (laughs) but you got into it when you were kids. Well, it's, uh, you see, I I understand what you're saying, but I I think there's a different different level of, depth in that character than there is like r2d2's beeping and stuff like that it's got more yeah. personality than yeah Jar-Jar because Binks. the, the like, so i think that whole less is more kind of thing yeah how like, i would how i would phrase what you said is like it's targeted towards the kids of that year yeah as opposed to the kids of the 80s yeah or it's, pure, it's very so it's it's contextual like, yeah yeah so it's like he's not necessarily that the that if Jar Jar Binks was in the 80s films, I think nobody would like him still. Mm. But because of how kids changed and generations got different and yeah. more Disney and stupid and slapstick. Yeah. Like, yeah, more more uh, ob- more obviously slapstick as opposed to, like, yeah. subtle slapstick. Yeah. I think people kind of in- got into. But, but yeah, yeah, rewatched uh, all the Star Wars recently, so I was able to see the difference between 80s bodybuilding Darth Vader. Yeah. And whoever was doing... I don't, I don't know who was doing the to new one. To be fair, there's a, there are a couple oh, of... What I'm talking about, the new film was a bloke, wasn't it? 
I was thinking, like, oh, I don't remember him much in his suit in the, the, <laughs> in the prequels. The new ones I haven't really seen. I saw Phantom Menace, obviously. I may have seen it two or three times. Um, and then, like, I I missed pretty much the rest of them until not last year, but the mm. year before when they bought out the brand new one. I didn't see what was, what the fuck was the one where he got burnt in the lava and yeah, everyone criticised him because he was a very wooden Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 <laughs> which was stupid. People hated because the the whole film like, they were all they were all pretty good, right? They're yeah. okay. Uh, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but the third one was like pretty good, and then it ended with just this stupid, like it was literally like man f- comes out and goes no, yeah. and it was like why have you end- why this was so good up until now? Yeah. Why have you decided to do this? But it's just like, such I, a weird way of. I, I th- what was it's like Hayden Christensen or something like that? I, I think yeah. it was Hayden Christensen. He played Darth Vader in one of them. Like, admittedly, I haven't seen it. Maybe he was fucking terrible. But if you're going into Star Wars films, being like, well, this acting's not very convincing, I think you're there for the wrong fucking reason. Yeah, but I think it, it, it gets more compl- complicated, doesn't it? With the CGI acting being so awesome, <laughs> like it's so like the the things that they drew are amazing and, and character and, yeah. and expressive, and like and then you got like this guy is just like, why are you going evil? Like because they tr- <laughs> because he was no longer a villain, it was a it was a, like an origin story. Yeah, they had to show and it like Darth Vader being all kind of like nice and happy and oh he's gone a bit down the wrong road. Oh God, yeah. he's the villain now. <laughs> yeah, so they were trying to make really likable and make him really evil and then there'd be this like line was like oh it's just oh, we're yeah. running out of time there's only 20 minutes left of this film so yeah. but he's evil now by the way I think you, you, yeah you're looking for more depth from this character than most people of this age could possibly convey <laughs> but yeah it was alright but yeah start watching it again anyway so yeah yeah 80s I still I'm still not convinced that you needed to have a bodybuilder you could have you could have had Pinocchio inside Darth Vader and it would have probably been exactly the same his mask keeps falling off <laughs> <laughs> oh oh sorry sorry <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, but yeah, it's just uh, old, like old school films. Like trying to think about, they say that the music that you're into, you're into because of the age that you listen to it. Like you only listen to music for a set period of time, and then you kind of stop and only listen to that music. Yeah, is what the that. is what the trend seems to be. So I like, think that might be changing these days. To be honest, well, now it's definitely d- dependent on what you've got access to. Yeah, just exactly. Like, you can listen to everything. Yeah, but I mean. I don't listen to the same music anymore, but I definitely kind of lean towards a similar sound in certain situations. It's also changed because of podcasts and yeah. stuff to listen to. But now, yeah, if I want to, if I want to knuckle down and like write, then I'm like, oh, okay, I've got a certain type of music I'll listen to. Yeah. If I want to exercise, I'll listen to another certain type of music or whatever. But yeah, listening to the radio on the way here, it's just oh, I can't. Like, it's so offensive to me. Yeah, it's yeah, so offensive. I, know I don't know why. Like it's it's so it sounds so um, uh, hipsterish to be offended by crap music by music that you don't like. But I'm just like I don't understand. It depends on the station, to be honest. I like. We've... I was listening to Rock FM and they were playing Bruno Mars. Yeah, that's, and you're that's like, the fucking trouble. It's like well, either you're Rock FM or you're generic FM. Just pick yeah. one. Yeah, but Bruno Mars is quite rocky. You know, he plays drums. Like, okay, yeah, but it's not rock, is it? Oh, yeah, but technically, if you look at it, maybe it's got a certain amount of beats to a bar or something. Like, okay, yeah. it's not rock. It's... It doesn't embody rock. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But I think it's uh, the, the worst thing about it is that it's the same 
thing, my issue with everything is if it's just predictable, like if I've seen a few one-liner comedians who are really, really decent, like really well, uh, are doing very well in the in their industry, but like when they set up a punchline, then they just do a one-line, they do a setup and a punchline joke. They do the setup mm. like. I know what the the punchline is. You can da, see da, 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 da. it coming. Yeah, yeah. And like the same with these songs. Like I can't remember what it was, but it was like looking um, from the bottom of the okay bottle, right? Yeah, okay. So you're from the bottom of the bottle, so you're out partying, mm. like out on a Friday night. Yeah, it's just like yeah. I can't understand how anyone can listen to this and have the feeling that I get from music. But yeah, so I think people have that way with films as well is my whole point it's like yeah you ha- I've, I've experienced it with music you kind of go through like oh loads of music and then less intense with music kind of stick with what i've got yeah i think that's the same that kind of happened with people's films and stuff yeah yeah so yeah people hate jar jar binks because they're on the tail end of absorbing all the characters yeah but now it's form, with maybe. disney so with every film you're gonna have some weird zany thing thrown into it last one you had the, disney involved you had the ball robot guy yeah. in this one you've got some weird penguin that everyone's been freaking out about this in one penguin. of the trailers some weird oh, penguin alien. no the new star wars oh i haven't i haven't seen it no oh, right it's in the trailer there's some weird alien penguin Fucking penguins they've ruined so much of my opinions of people <laughs> Why? <laughs> just because they're now the new generic you have to love this Oh, you have to love a penguin yeah but if you if like penguin is now the oh animal like, if you need Is something, it? yeah, like, uh, there are people that, oh, I'm a penguin, I wish I was a penguin. Like, when I was a kid, penguins were made of chocolate and they were biscuits. That's then true. they turned into cakes, and now I think they've started to come back again. Penguin cakes? Yeah, they stopped being biscuits for a while. Did they? Yeah, at oh. least wherever, wherever my mum shopped. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just come home, where's all the penguin biscuits? They're cakes now, deal with it. No! Uh. <laughs> There was, there was a story that I completely abandoned for this week about a penguin that died in Japan. So I'm pretty <laughs> glad that I did it now. <laughs> Don't have to deal with your abuse. But do you not, do you not see the, like, the same the same that dancing baby trees are just... I know it's like a... The, forward. Generally people have a thing. I think for a while I noticed it was like a slow loris. People were going mental over slow lorises. Slow loris. But there's other so people that I speak to that are like, what the fuck is a slow loris? goods vehicle? No, it's like, you know, a sloth. It's yeah. like one of those, but like a handheld version. But on the South Pole. <laughs> <laughs> really slow. He's just frozen to death. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a very... It's, it's, it's like a pocket-sized sloth. Right. That has some kind of affinity for cocktail Tea umbrellas. Pigs and... Yeah. Make everything smaller. Yeah, but again, the whole... It's, it's, it's not two small. Hours in it's a fully grown pig. It will grow into a fully grown pig. <laughs> you just don't want to believe that. <laughs> not you, but the people who buy them. It's, yeah. like, it's going to be a pig. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a goldfish. I thought there was a small version of a pig. Small, yeah. But that's still pretty big. Like, there's a small version <laughs> small, of so the Challenger how... Space Shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> it's in a museum. <laughs> oh, look at the little Challenger. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, people, yeah, penguins, people wanted small things. I haven't noticed the penguin craze. Well, I think it all started with that penguin film that Robin Williams was in. Was it? <laughs> no. Happy Feet. That wasn't, was Robin Williams in that? Yeah, he played, I think he played two characters in it. Oh. He was the, <laughs> he was the Hispanic dancer uh, I can guy. see that, yeah. Yeah, of the penguin I thought, wasn't, was it, was it, was it Elijah Wood? Was Elijah Wood a, a happy <laughs> penguin in that film? <laughs> I don't 
and maybe yeah, like Gwyneth one. Paltrow or probably something. Oh, and then there was a Happy Feet too, like Keep On Dancing or something. Yeah, yeah. And it was a whole story. Uh, that film was just targeted towards people who wanted to look at things and go, oh. Because the whole film was ridiculous. The whole film was, we sing, we don't dance, or something like that. Wasn't it? Yeah, well, everyone else, um, all the other penguins sang to each other, like, to attract a mate, like, use, like, a mating call. Yeah, and this one had, like, some weird kind of brain damage, and it it couldn't sing. Oh, it wasn't like the dad dropped the egg. Yeah, 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 that was it. The penguin world is, like, Yeah, 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 it was in the snow for a bit too long, and then... Brought him back I mean, in. It's yeah, like, to overcome adversity. Yeah, because now he dances in a world full of singers and like he's just shaking Singing up the system. Singing and dancing, they don't go together. Yeah. Like, never, ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no coming. way we can make this work. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a possibility of this ever working aside from like, you know, Broadway here and this Broadway yeah. in the West End. And then it went, it all, and it went all uh, Waterworld. Not Waterworld. Not Waterworld. <laughs> What's the free, free Willy place? Waterworld. No, not Waterworld. SeaWorld. SeaWorld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Kevin Costner. Where he was, yeah, he was trapped in a cage and then he was yeah, just dancing went away. All like, oh, yeah. you can't dance here. Not in front of all these people. Yeah. And then it's got really morally or something. I can't yeah. remember the film very well. I didn't hate the film. I didn't, I, I didn't really have a problem with it necessarily. If you take away the penguins, it's nothing. Well, yeah, because yeah. it was all penguins. Exactly. So you're so saying you you'd wanted. have rather just a film watch an iceberg space for an hour and a half. It would still be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Except everybody would be on the floor because they couldn't, they wouldn't be flying. Death Star is just a volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> Sandcastle. <laughs> yeah, take the sea out of Finding Nemo. They just they found watch, him. Watch, watch, watch them all drown. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, and then, yeah, I swear. No, there was a story at uni that, uh, the, the first story I heard about Penguin I thought was quite funny. And right. now I'm starting to not believe it. But it was something, it was like one of those uni rumours, right? Right. That like, my mate got drunk and came and woke up with a penguin. Is that That's the kind of story, which is like, oh, he broke into the zoo. No, he didn't. Took a penguin. <laughs> the penguin left. <laughs> like, if the penguin doesn't want to leave, like, I don't think you're going to leave. Not without making any noise or anything like yeah. that. So I thought, oh. If you're going to, like, wake up with a penguin, that's a pretty funny story. But then, you know, you give the You've, penguin to the pound. Call animal control. Yeah. You yeah, don't just, just, you don't just okay, now be free yeah. and just have him well, wandering wanted, around paws. We lived together briefly, I think, yeah. like, a, under a year. And I wanted to throw a, a swan into your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it'd be amazing just to have just to, just for that as you try just start a new day is wake up and there's something like you can't go into the shower and there's a goose yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. but incredibly hard to organise that kind of thing so I, I don't imagine you can drunkenly break into a zoo <laughs> and assuming you're not drinking in the zoo so you and assuming you're drinking at a reasonable time, and by the time you're drunk enough, the zoo's closed. Yeah, because they used to close zoos at night. Now they open them to the drunks. I think if you if you'd have been a bit more like just just a bit more mindful, I think at the time we had a goose. <laughs> that wouldn't be. I couldn't bring a goose. It was you were blind with. as well. So like you could have like asked my dad, be like, "Hey, can I borrow your goose? Like <laughs> what for? Uh, well, I just want to give it to Steve." It's, or whatever. A, it's a real tragedy what happened to that goose. I mean. You would have thought being blind, it would have been. Yeah, um, they got it a guide dog, right? But the guide dog, <laughs> the guide dog just chewed it to fuck. <laughs> oh, thank you. This guy will help me. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Why? Flailing <laughs> <laughs> a goose stick. I, uh, I swear. I, I, I've got vague memories of this and I get the feeling that I've blacked it out. Right. Somehow, he was. That was the last goose, and I think it got put. <laughs> I think it got put down at the goose. at the vet, and I never actually saw anything happen to it. Um, but prior to that, there were two other geese. Like there were a mum and a dad, and this one was the baby um, okay. that we kept the whole time until it died. One of them. <laughs> I just you're fan of your pets, aren't you? <laughs> we just kept it till it died. We just got rid of it. Do you have any happy memories? Well, it died. <laughs> no, but I I have to I have to maintain a certain kind of level of detachment from things because I don't know whether they're going to be here when I get home anymore. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so there's the, the what I distinctly remember coming home and putting something in a bin outside and there being a dead goose in the bin. <laughs> Like one of the other ones that died, and like it just hadn't been told or something, and it's just like, eh, like just <laughs> fucked what, what in the wheelie to, bin. What happened to Gilbert the goose? Oh, <laughs> this like showed you fly away home. Like, that's what happened. It flew, went yeah. home, went home <laughs> to the, the bin. Dump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I don't, and so like the guy that's. <laughs> guy that's emptying the bin into the truck is like bags of trash pouring out the bin and then, <laughs> and then a goose <laughs> I didn't even think about it at the time but that would have been amazing <laughs> to watch the, the, the dust to watch them freak out yeah <laughs> oh my god a body <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway um I can't remember where we started with that. But let's end it there. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Something about Star Wars. Yeah. Um, have you been fishing? Ever? Yeah. Yeah, my granddad used to go fishing with me. You see, I think I was told I went fishing, but just with a, with a handheld net. <laughs> That's not fishing. Str- yeah, it was just like, yes, it's fishing. <laughs> All right, I caught a tadpole. What you do? Yeah. Just put it back. Yeah. Pretty much <laughs> it's fishing. just weird litter picking. Yeah. Unless you go sea fishing, you always put it back as far as I know. Oh, okay. Well, it, it, it's something you to do with put the, things back in. Something the to do with the law of the water, or some shit like that. Like <laughs> the law of the yeah, rings. Most people, or the people that own the pools and everything, and the canals and shit, they'll tell you whether or not in their guidelines you can keep the fish or not. And ninety-nine percent of them say no. You put it back. <laughs> so you just catch it for fun. And that's Fair it. enough. Yeah. Um, well, this guy, um, yeah, he was having a lot of fun. He caught a Dover sole, which I think is like a flattish fish. Um, and decided to pose for a photo with it, um, giving it a kiss. When he did so, it jumped down his throat. Oh, like, I think he, he, he put it up and he squeezed it and like a bar of soap. Fucking moron. It just went... <laughs> His name was Sam Quilliam. He was... was. 20... Yeah, so I... <laughs> giving away the ending. Uh, he had just caught the 14-centimetre fish... When um, it didn't like that he w- it didn't want to kiss him, so it leapt down his windpipe, causing a complete blockage. Fourteen centimeter—that's not big. Yeah, small fish. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, that was length, though, isn't it? I guess it was that. It's flat fish. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway. Fourteen centimeters long and five feet wide. Um, Quilliam ran around the pier, um, then passed out. <laughs> 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 There's someone there taking a picture as well. Was there a Mr. Saying, Bean episode geez. like this? Uh, probably. <laughs> the there is something about him eating a fish. A fish. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Mr. Quilliam stopped breathing for three million, three, <laughs> three million years, three minutes, and woke up in a dystopian future where everybody was a fish. We have the technology. We can rebuild it. <laughs> Rebuilding the fish stuck in his throat, and he's just semi-alive, kind of like uh, Earthworm Jim, Dover Soul Paul. <laughs> Uh, paramedics arrived, used the laryngoscope to fully extend his mouth and throat, and then managed to grab hold of the fish's tail with forceps on the sixth attempt. So, <laughs> oh, God. he's unconscious three minutes, and every time he's like, Whoa! oh, oh. Like all those crane things <laughs> at the beach. Brain just... <laughs> <laughs> <Pain> damage. <laughs> um, Quilliam admitted he was a bit shaken up. Uh, you just don't expect it to happen. People take photos of fish all the time. But you don't expect them to jump down your throat. So he is alive. Yeah, he did survive. It was more just my, my own back moments. It'd be funnier if he's dead. <laughs> Didn't even think about it. Uh, Mr. Quilliam was reunited with his paramedic who helped save him. And he said, thank you. You are a credit to the NHS. Reunited with the paramedic. <laughs> such a weird... It's probably for the news article, isn't it? Like, let's see if he like kisses a, him and see if he jumps down his throat. Some weird, this is your life. And now here are the paramedics that saved you from the fish. He said, thank you. You are a credit to the NHS. <laughs> thank you. You're a credit to fucking idiots. Like, don't <laughs> squeeze fish down your neck. I mean, end of the day, please don't do. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, geese. Star Wars fish. Yeah, yeah. Now on to this. Have you heard... Uh, now hear this. Have you heard about the Football Lads Alliance? No. <laughs> it's a new movement. A movement? Yeah. Oh, I hate movements. Well, like, it's it's one of those... Th- it, it's, it's the way it's being dealt with, I find, kind of strange. Um, because it's basically football fans taking on a political agenda. And that political agenda is similar to a lot of other, you know... Un, uh, tainted or seen through a tainted screen of political activists like we want to get rid of extremism yeah. and we're going to do it extremely well you know <laughs> <laughs> um, wow what a movement <laughs> yeah. um, but people are looking at them and they're, they're throwing down all these stereotypes about football fans onto the movement and so they're attacking the ideology of the people that they think are marching by ignoring the message completely. Right. Because it's just a bunch of football fans. I've always thought it would be funny if a football riot turned into something else. And I quite like the idea of it turned into a peaceful march. <laughs> just like, oh, up every punch. <laughs> People getting stabbed. Fucking <laughs> beat the shit out. But then just, as it moves along down the line, it slowly turns into just walking together. just gets less and less extreme. And, yeah, and then just like just walking in silence, just protesting <laughs> against... Against religious extremism, or whatever. High ticket prices. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, the thing is, they've been to- uh, people have said that they think they might be a branch of the EDL, which is the English Defence League. <laughs> yeah. Which, um, which I don't know any proof of this. I mean, anybody who starts, who says these types of things, where they want to take the country back or they want to get rid of criminals and paedophiles, like they're seen as EDL people. Especially yeah, if they like football. Yeah, there is there is a response from the opposite camp to immediately associate them with the most extreme version of themselves. Yeah, and and the, the opposite camp in this case, I thought was weird. And I, I was trying to find out more about them, but 
Uh, they've been dotted all over the place. I just don't understand. They're the anti-racists. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking that there was that Antifa, wasn't there? Antifa? Anti-fascism, yeah. So they're the anti-fascists. Yeah. And they were doing... What did they do? They did something big recently, didn't they? <laughs> they started a load of fucking riots. Did they? Again, I'm drawing a blank. I know that yeah. something happened, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, well... Did, did, um... Where were the riots? They j- this I, is my level of intelligence. I think <laughs> generally they're they're known for just causing a load of shit, um, and but doing oh, the so white while supremacist things. Yeah, while right, claiming okay. that the government are fascists, when actually they're kind of grouping together and ganging up on people to make them think their way, which is the definition of yeah. a fascist. Well, it's just it just the whole anti-racist movement seems like a weird movement mm. because like what do we want um you know less don't be mean don't judge just less <laughs> <laughs> i like the idea of them protesting for more easier commutes for ethnic minorities how are we going <laughs> to do that by clearing the streets what are we doing blocking the streets <laughs> with the protests <laughs> somebody realizing that what are we doing <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> well, it's just yeah. I think it, I guess it's the the army for uh, ethnic minorities in quotes. I guess is what anti-racism is. Like you're fighting that for them. Yeah. I guess to try and uh, force them into I don't know whatever equality is. It's like yeah. oh you know stop. Why would anti-racists go to a football march? I don't know. <laughs> Admittedly, they went to London, they went to Hyde Park, they saw some speeches, and then they were going to do a peaceful walk. And admittedly, you know, they were saying things like, well, individuals were saying things like, Muslims aren't part of the country. That could be considered right. racist, could be considered something to protest against. Mm. But these are people that have been, like, just, like, pulled out of the crowd. Yeah. Um, Very Muslims- selective. Yeah, Muslims don't mingle. They send their kids to madrasas. Madrasas. We're being overrun and we can't say anything about it. And if you do say anything about it, you get called a racist. Um, I think there is a great deal of truth to that, but I would be very careful about who you select as your spokesperson. Make sure you get (laughs) somebody who has a very well-informed opinion. Because uh, I, I do think there is a lot of silencing around shit like that, that you mm. just, you can't say there's something inherently wrong with this ideology here. Although you can with other ideologies, just just not Islam. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a very difficult topic to broach because immediately people jump on you as a racist, even if you do have an informed opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it's people try to, people don't want to deal with the actual issue. They just yeah. want to flag put a red flag on something and be like, everybody should hate this. Everybody yeah. should disagree with this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just looked at, I didn't know what madrasas was. It's like, uh, it is an Islamic religious school, um, which possibly coincidentally, many of the Taliban were educated in the Taliban. I don't know, whatever. But a, a religious school is basically, they send their kids to religious schools. Yeah. is how I would probably phrase what they're saying. But again, I, I, I skimmed through this article. I th- I'm pretty sure these were just random people in the, in the crowd. And if that's the case, I, they're not, that's not who, that's not who's leading them. Why not talk to the leader or the people who are talking to them? Mm. I mean, if you, t- if you talk to any student at a student march, you'd get some pretty ridiculous things being said. 
but their view what's important is what they're following right that's the danger zone that's what you that's what you're concerned about you're that's what you're interested in not in what this one person did on a friday evening you're like well i don't care about that i'd rather talk about why are you following this person what do you agree with them it's not conversation it's just fucking pulling people out of the edge um yeah, everyone at the march the Independent spoke to was quickly quick to deny it was a far-right or racist event, and there were a small number of black attendees. Dean Essery, 53, came with a black friend. All right. Yeah. Um, would you protest anything? I don't think I've got the energy. Well, I think there's just I, I nothing think it, close it, enough to home. Thing, it would depend what it was. Yeah. Like... I don't feel particularly marginalised living mm. in the middle of nowhere, like, just getting on with my life. There's nothing political that really affects me day to day. But again, my, my reflex action is just to, well, fuck them then, and then just deal with it. Get, in, yeah, get, it's to like, I was trying to think of an example. Like if I had a kid and they were in a school, and that school was teaching something I really disagreed with, they'd be like, oh, mm. we're just going to change school then. Yeah, no, you don't go to that school or don't go to those lessons. Yeah, don't protest and try and change everything. And well, yeah, it's like it it depends how wrong you consider it to be. If you think it's a danger, truly a danger to everyone else involved, then maybe there's a reason to 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 start something. But if if to fix the immediate issue, yeah, just take your kid out of school. I just don't feel like I, I, there are good things that have come out of protests, and you know, I, I think they can affect change. But mm. I don't. I think believe people are very that the most quick to protest. Of people aren't yeah. at protests. No, no, exactly. I think I'll, I think that's the least effort you that you could put in to affect change and still affect change. But we said this when the when the women were marching when Trump was inaugurated. Mm. Like, I'm sure there's a very valid reason to march, but 90 percent of the people there don't know it. Yeah, but just if you wanted change, you wouldn't be stood here just yelling change. Mm. You know, you, if 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 it was, I'm trying to think, the, the closest thing, thing I think where I would protest is in terms of if I had a child. So if there was a school and there was drug dealers at the school, and we wanted the school to deal with these drug dealers, I'd see more effort in personally dealing with these drug dealers rather than asking the headmaster to get or the headmistress to get involved. Yeah. I just I don't understand that connection. So then, if you if the teachers are teaching them something, then I see that as a benefit. Is well, society is going to try and teach you a lot of things that are going to be incorrect and that you need to think about independently. So why not teach them this so that I can teach my child to learn how to deal with information independently? Mm. I can't think of a reason why I would protest, but anti-racism it just feel, it doesn't feel like something that people believe. Like, did you see David Cross? Um, is under fire at the moment. No. Um, so some... what incredibly smart thing has he said? Because he's no. normally very informed. <laughs> no, like uh, I, I wasn't going to talk about. It. I, I'll bring it up. Um, I think uh, a friend of his has a girlfriend. Had had a girlfriend ten years ago, and mm. ten years ago, apparently David Cross said some incredibly <laughs> racist things, um, and she's quoted them. But oh, it's her. It's um. Uh, the little Asian girl from House. Oh. That girl. The oh. cutesy... She's in Funny People as well. She's really funny. Yeah. But she's like cutesy. Yeah, that that person, if you can remember her. She's quite quiet and... Yeah. Right. High okay. voice. Soft yeah. voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's her. And uh, I, I didn't realise that. Um, but yeah, apparently he said stuff like... Um, 
Uh, he made fun of her trousers because they were tattered. He was saying, is it because you're poor and Asian? Um, what's the matter? <laughs> you don't speak of the English ching chong ching chong. Really? This is what she has said. Christ. Um, then after he saw I was offended, he asked me if I was going to fight him with karate in a southern accent. Was he Was he just very drunk? Maybe. Like, it could be. But, yeah, he's being uh, said a bunch of... that He's being accused of racism. He's replied, like, I don't remember this conversation at all. Yeah. I remember meeting you, but this is, like, so out of character for me that I can't it even imagine seems, me doing that's this. That's the thing. It seems very... Yeah. yeah. She's like, I'm, I apologize and we should talk and, you know, I'd like to understand it better. Like, I'm yeah. not calling you a liar, but how about we talk about this outside of Twitter? Yeah, rather than. <laughs> Why is this? Yeah. So, racism is definitely a, a, an issue that people in, love hearing about and love seeing racists. Uh, people and love are making people way on top of it, but uh, only, only if it's uh, someone black or Asian or anyone but yeah, a white yeah. person. Well, I'm trying to think of a term for it because I've noticed it. There's a few people I know who are part. You, you know, you know when you know someone's part of a community. So, so South Park, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm up to date with the. I've been watching the new South Park as it comes out. I knew you you have been into South Park in the past. It's likely that you've watched the new South Parks. So I'll ask you about South Park. I know yeah. you're a part of the South Park community in that respect. Yeah. There are other people who come up with these statements that you go where the f- why do you think that where are you getting this information from and then you yeah. suddenly realize it's just the twitter universe like stuff like gamergate and yeah all, all these online fiascos it seems like there's this whole community online of people where, and because you've got stuff like podcasts and and uh, and, and game, game streams and stuff like that mm. <clears throat> that get that sometimes get 100 percent of their information from the twitter community yeah, it just kind of grows this weird bubble of community in Twitter, where you have to you have to disagree with certain things, you have to agree with certain things. Have you heard about um, Rick and Morty? Like the controversy around it? No, so I didn't hear it. All I've done is watched it. I've watched it. I've enjoyed it. I um, and I was in a conversation with a few people, and I said like, there was the first weak Rick and Morty episode I've seen was in season three. It felt like it was there was one episode. I was like. This I the first episode I watched I got a bit bored watching it. Yeah, but it wasn't a bad episode. It was just oh, it's just a weak episode. Yeah. I'm going to have them from time to time. You get the same in South Park. And like, apparently there was this whole there's this whole thing about online hatred towards Rick and Morty and to women because apparently Rick and Morty hired on a few more female writers and the online community is arguing that that's the reason why the show's getting terrible and they're sending horror and you know abuse and stuff like that so there's this, and it's probably because of all this right and you go no nah, it's gone i've got nothing no input from any of those mediums mm. literally just there's one episode i thought it was a bit boring it bored me a little bit yeah, but because the, i wasn't a big fan of that episode just, other people might like that episode the rest of the season's great that just happens people look for a scapegoat <clears> all the time but at the end of the day when you look at like south park like all of those every single one of those episodes is headed by matt and trey every single Mm. one from day one and they do have different staff in there but it's always them on the credit and it's always them that have the final say on what is funny and what isn't according to them so but it's it's so you will get bad episodes and whatnot but Mm. 
I guess because they put their name under every single one, people don't generally kind of accuse them of being the reason why an episode is bad. They're just like, yeah, this one's bad, this one's good, and whatever. Yeah. You just have to accept that sometimes there's weaker episodes. Um, but I think... Was was Rick and Morty the one where... I, th- I think um, the guy was... What's, what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Dan... Dan Harmon and Dan, Justin Roy. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were asked... Like, oh, there, there was something about weak episodes, and they were, and they were like, oh, it's, well, the weaker episodes seem to be these ones where the women have been put down as head writers, and it was just like we just we like we all sit down and write the episodes. Yeah, yeah. We we change the name on that every week, so everybody's got a credit at some point. Like that's really the only difference. Other than that, we're all part of the same team. We're all doing the same thing. Like if an episode's not funny or you don't find it funny, that's a team effort. It's not yeah. based. It's not. Well, the people getting annoyed and uh, annoyed at the TV show are idiots anyway, because that's just misplaced anger, right? But it's the same. Because it's the same kind of logic that people do towards actors. Like yeah. people say that that actor did an amazing performance, and you're like, yeah, but. All of his words were written for him. He was told how to look. There was a director there. There was a producer that set everything up. So of of everything that went on, you only saw the actor. So you put the actor's value as being far, far greater. Yeah. And you just go like, well, okay. But, you know, if Pulp Fiction wasn't a great film because of Samuel L. Jackson. Like mm. Samuel L. Jackson did a great performance in it. There's some great moments where his acting was exceptional. But the film was great because of everything that went into it. Because of, you know, so for people to say that, oh, you had an assistant director on that and that was a bad episode, so therefore it's because of him or the, or her. He's got like, well, it's just, you know, it's the team effort. Why are yeah. you singling out a random member of the yeah. team? Yeah, exactly. But the fact that I hadn't seen any of this and I didn't like a, a specific episode... I was kind of, the, the all, the, all the, the the byproduct of all that kind of scandal was then being thrown at me, and I was being like, I don't even know who wrote the episode. I mm. know that I know who the head writers are, or whatever. I've watched a few episodes, I can see the differences between them, but it's not something that I followed. I all I'm saying is that's a negative episode. Oh well, then that means that your my community have said that this is wrong and you're wrong. And, I haven't even seen the episode, but yeah. you know, it's like, well, if you haven't seen the episode, why don't we talk about the episode and yeah. you know, watch the episode? Then we'll talk about it, yeah. as opposed to arguing with what you heard somebody else thought who's doing an entertainment show. <laughs> yeah, like just who cares? Yeah, it's people trying to assign blame to all these big things, like, mm. oh, you know, David Cross is a racist. It's like, what is he? What am I like? No, how, how about we talk about this in a private forum before you start accusing me of things? Yeah, it's, it's you know it's the same 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 kind of weird deal. I think shit all just kicks off when something when something big happens like this the the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, which is fucking horrible. But like, um, but it's, and it's another weird Jimmy Savile thing. It's just yeah. apparently everybody knew about it. Yeah, and apparently they just didn't want to tell anybody. Didn't do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> careers ruined, powerful man, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's just. But it's... you know, I don't want to. One example is, um, I think this one female actress was in a hotel room, and Harvey Weinstein just came in and started masturbating. Yeah, and she complained, and they said, "Well, that's just Harvey." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anybody who doesn't at that point go, "I'm going to tell the world about this because <laughs> I don't feel comfortable." I don't. I don't want to come to this hotel anymore and then just watch someone. Like, unless they were emotionally destroyed to a point where they weren't able to control themselves, which is possible. 
Yeah. Like, you should have stood up at that point, or you should have done something. No, you... but I, I think it's... I, I think there's a balance where you'd be like, how has this affected me enough to want to risk my career? But again, yeah, when you say risk your career... Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess you could... I would use different words, but they would be more biased. Right, so... <laughs> <laughs> are you brave enough, or are you too much of a coward to no. do this? It's how I'd phrase it, but I'm just being biased, right? But... Could it affect your career to point out a pedo, a, a rapist or a sexual predator? Yeah, there's plenty of people. Hannibal Buress did it with Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby's been acquitted of all charges, and he's yeah, fine. Yeah, like, Hannibal Buress was or, was already a name at that point. Mm, yeah, but Renee Zellweger was too. At the time when whatever yeah, happened, well, happened? what I believe is, like, I'm, I'm, I just pulled Renee Zellweger out of the air. But, like, if you say you were a high-profile high artist already... Yeah. And you just wanted to get a uh, there was a new film sequel being produced or whatever. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I would. I would be. I would say that I'm curious as to why it's all coming out right now, why it hasn't come out before, and why people knew. For, like with with Jimmy Savile, you go. He was targeting children, mm. and he, when he died, they all felt safe enough to come out. I kind of there's a bit more logic to that. There's a bit more like, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. You feel safe now. You, you, he's not going to come find you. You, you, you. There's that level of intense stalker predator that's gone away you can deal with it then i don't understand why it's come out now and you know yeah. that's, that's what yeah people were talking about disney earlier i think disney was involved with harvey weinstein on oh well, disney owned miramax? miramax for quite a while yeah miramax um so it's like i've been going on for a very long time and there's lots of people who did say they didn't have a clue fair enough yeah. probably didn't but yeah people who knew that he was an issue but still went and decided to do that i mean uh, i guess a comedian... he's just a very high profile bully there are plenty of bullies that never get called out on their shit because yeah, people not... are threatened and scared of them and it's fine to say well why don't you do this why didn't you do this because you're just talking from the perspective of what mm. you would do i am exceptional <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean though yeah like, no, you can only you yeah, can only have your own stance but i still f this uh, yeah I can, i'm not judging but i think it would just it just seems weird to harbor that lie and refer friends to them yeah you know like oh, if you want a film get made just go see harvey like, mm. and there was a <laughs> And and the, the 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 I've seen a few female comedians do a twist on it to be like I think it's a quite a good deal to give if you we'll give you a film if you suck my dick. A lot of women will be like, yep, yeah, sure, that's easy. It's a lot easier than the rest of the red tape. And you go like, whoa, whoa, how how good do you think you are that you can give a ten million dollar blowjob? <laughs> it's like yeah, it's the it's the comedic angle, but you just go like, yeah. no. It's like, mm. no, you'd have to do a hell of a lot more. It, like, films cost hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And you think you can get green lit just by giving someone a handjob or sitting while they masturbate or whatever. Yeah. Seems it's, like a weird... It, I, I don't know. It, uh, it just seems highly exploitative. And I can understand people be, be being worried and being afraid for their career and, like, potentially for their fucking lives if there's millionaires and billionaires who are used to hiding things mm. like i i don't know I, I i can perfectly understand why these things take a while to come to light it takes one kind of person to go over the cliff and then be like and everyone else is like oh, okay are we doing this and then it all just kind of piles on because it was the same shit that with, with bill cosby and the fact is like people would have been coming out for years had they and both of those followed the same pattern of, of settling out of court with all mm. of these women for years and years and years and, and buying silence 
It's like, and they're being, they're, and the women are like, okay, well, I'm too, I'm, I'm too worried to to speak publicly about this anyway, so I'll just take the payoff, and and I guess I'll just live with myself for, for 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 the rest of my life with this decision. You see, that's a fair enough decision. If you've weighed up the values and whether you can be, you take the advantage, take advantage of the money and kind of like swallow that pain, mm. then fair enough too. But then don't grass him up afterwards. <laughs> it's just you've made your decision, right? I mean. If you, it's just people, it's like people doing deal or no deal and trying to take both boxes. You're like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm only joking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I don't have a lot of. I can't relate to giving in to bullying because I was too stupid to not give to to to, to not even stand up to bullies just to be unaffected by bullies you've and when been, it comes you've been to six movies four and, and 200 pounds for as long as i've known you like yeah. it's it, it's it, it's i don't i'm the i i don't imagine the idea of being physically intimidated by someone is something that you come across <laughs> <laughs> generally now Again, i don't come across it anything, a hell of a just, lot just because that's just my attitude yeah. But I imagine women come across it a lot. It's like you say, like, you're very aware that you're an intimidating figure. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein is as well. He's He was a fucking massive dude. And you add on to that all of the influence and all of the money and all of the power and compound it. And it's like, yeah, it's under, it's it's understandable. Like, you have this... They had this idea in Hollywood that he watches and sees everything that goes on. So it's like, yeah, I can perfectly understand. But Yeah, but I think also you've got to remember what we're seeing people come out uh, i can't remember another comedian said this um that uh these are the people that it didn't his charm didn't work on yeah these are the people that are coming through so that must have been the techniques that he was doing mm. like walking into someone's hotel room and just starting to masturbate <laughs> worked sometimes yeah well there'll be there will be some people yeah. that uh kind of takes a while to come around and be like hang on that was pretty fucked up yeah uh, like yeah, we're talking like days after or some of that, not like yeah. you start to have sex and go, hang on, he walked in here wanking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that worked on me. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. So it, it, it's a fucked up thing. It's just, I, yeah, I I would have kind of said, I'm curious as to why it's coming out now as opposed to why it came out before. Yeah. And you can just say human behavior and human vulnerability and whatever was being abused to be honest i don't i don't know what it was that sparked this i, I don't know who the first person to come out was or like in in this yeah, instance over the past couple of weeks i don't know i don't know what it was i know there was oh wait it was it was it was a big new york times article i think um right. of and, and they'd spent like a couple of years gathering all of these insights and information and stuff yeah. and there's a, did you did you listen to the thingy the that there was like a hidden microphone on this, on no. this model. I think she was Miss. Uh, no, Miss Finland was the one that Donald Trump touched up. Who was? I, I don't know who it was. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, some some model that was in something, and Harvey asked her to come up to a room. And in the meantime, she'd spoken to, I think, the police or a sting operation or something like that, and they'd fitted her with a wire. So, and it's it's all it's all on YouTube now. You get this whole thing, and he's like, and it is. It's it's weird. He never explicitly says anything incriminating, mm-hmm. um, but he is being incredibly domineering and incredibly persuasive to the point where you're like, this guy's had a lot of practice at this shit. Like she's accusing him of things, and he's not denying it 
but he's but he's not specifically saying what he's done or something. I think she accused him of touching touching his boob, touching her boob or something. <laughs> and instead of saying like, uh, yeah, 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 I did that, he says it's just what I'm used to, which could mean anything. Like, but like in that instance to her, that means like, yeah, yeah, I fucking of course I did. That's that's what I'm used to doing. Like uh-huh. so, uh, uh, there's like a two or three minute thing of him yeah. of, like trying to get her to watch him shower, which is like, <laughs> <laughs> which is the the least um, the, 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 the 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 I I would I love if that's completely non sexual. <laughs> it's so much funnier if that's. Just, I need this. Just, yeah. yeah, just please. I've had a hard day. Yeah, just check that I'm properly showered. Yeah, I'm gonna have a shower, and I think he, his thing was you just sit there and have a drink. Mm. And but like it, it was just fucking horrible. It just absolutely just fucking sleazy as fuck. Yeah. Well, um, fucking Terry Crews. He came. Out, yeah. Yeah. But, got, yeah um, uh, what was it? He got groped. Yeah. By Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah. Not by Harvey Weinstein. It was. Um, yeah. Was it I by Harvey? It was Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Oh. Just I and it was literally some other just dude. walked up to him. Yeah, and then just put his hand like help, help cupped him basically. C- yeah, think, is basically yeah. what happened. And he was like, "What the f- what the fuck just happened?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, and they said that he spoke to him the next day or something. They met up and he, yeah, like talked him around or some weird shit. <laughs> it's just power, man. Power fucks people. Can't Bill Burr says it all the time. Like yeah, people yeah. just can't do power. Like we 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 suck at it. Like you get to a certain point yeah. and you think you're fucking invincible. Well, I think I think on a more diluted level, I think everyone needs to be checked every now and then. Mm. Just needs to be humbled. Like the thing with me with stand-up comedy, like when I was like, oh, I know this really funny story. Yeah, I'll go up and tell it, and just nothing. And I'm 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 critical about my own about myself. So like I came away from it and was like when I looked at it, I was like that actually, actually wasn't very good. Yeah, like it didn't. It wasn't. Oh, the audience didn't get it. Or, oh, it was this. It was like nah. If I look at it. These were mistakes, and these were mistakes, and these were mistakes. Yeah. But the 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 feeling I'd have beforehand, if I didn't do stand up for ages, I'd just be like, "This is going to be really good. I'm going to do this and I'll do that." And you walk away like, I feel humbled. I feel like, right, I've been checked. Okay, yeah. everything's fine. The problem with Harvey Weinstein is he was never getting checked. So people yeah. with these extreme powers, people, so the more power you get, the more people don't want to say no to you. Yeah. And so once that just spirals out of control, it just yeah, yeah. it becomes to that level. But even on the smallest levels, I mean, like, there was a, a mate, uh, I did a, an apprenticeship with a big group of people. And there was this one guy who was, uh, I, th- I say that there were, um, like, two strong alpha males in the group. I was one of them, he was the other. Yeah. And it was never, like, again, it's, it's always just kind of a natural, it's the way it goes. I'm loud and talkative and whatever, mm. and tend to ask questions. And, um yeah, me and him had a bit of a bantery joke one time, and I, I walked out and just like, cheer up, mate. And I slapped him on the face a little bit. It's like in a, in a cheer up, mate kind of yeah. way, but just the air just got sucked out of the room. Oh. And everyone was like, what's going to happen? And I was just like, yeah. it's not, not like nothing. Like, and yeah. he was like, he said, don't do that. I was like, okay, fair enough. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, wait, where was this? What? It was an apprenticeship, it was down south. Um, but yeah, oh, I was the, walking around the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I think um, he was being moody, so I'm going to cheer up and give him a slap on the face. Yeah. But because of the social standing of, of the room, yeah. like they thought it was going to be a big they, you gorilla versus gorilla. what his gorilla. reaction's going to be. Like, yeah, that and it was like, well, guys, this isn't... <laughs> I'm not doing it to assert myself. 
it's like he's just like no, don't do it it's like yeah fair enough like, yeah. it's just a joke <laughs> yeah but because like if 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 no one had stopped me at that if i didn't sense that oh this is what people think is going on yeah i would have i might have carried on with it yeah but because i did it and like, oh okay i can't do that because people think that i'm challenging the authority of the room so <laughs> all right i just won't do that anymore it's yeah. fine it's okay <laughs> wasn't what i was doing anyway yeah um, but anyway, um, America's prison system is something I found quite oh, weird. Oh, a nice light-hearted topic to move on to after the, <laughs> the rape culture in Hollywood. <laughs> um, no, right, yeah, American prisons. Well, America's got a few, it's got so many different legal levels, I guess. Yeah. But they've got jails, and and I had to double look into it, but jails are just kind of like scout huts. Mm-hmm for people who have been accused of a crime but are waiting to appear in court so it's like a holding area it's not it's a it's a, it's a much more relaxed kind of place yeah i think they're not given as strict or beatings or well, yeah <laughs> they're not policed as much <laughs> but um in forest city iowa um our officials are concerned that highly intoxicated inmates are being turned away from jail what? You're too drunk to come into this jail. <laughs> <laughs> what are you accused of? Drunk and disorderly. Yeah. Well, you can't come in here. You're drunk. <laughs> um, yeah, so they've just started not taking people into jail. No, I swear, I'm fine. Just start <laughs> walking the line and saying the alphabet backwards. Like, Z, Y, A. No, you can't come in. And the reason is because they, they cause damage when they're inside the jail. And the jail has to pay, it's liable for these damages so they're just turning away accused criminals <laughs> <laughs> like at the, the exact same way that bouncers stop people getting into weather spoons yeah they've stopped them getting into the justice system <laughs> <laughs> for insurance purposes you're too drunk to be arrested <laughs> yeah highly intoxicated individuals who are turned away from the jail are taken to hospital or just a family member <laughs> You deal with this. Until they sober up, I just indefinitely. Um, I guess intoxicated. We know you murdered a guy, that... but you're very drunk. So just go stay with your mum. You've been out partying. <laughs> yeah. so, you've been out celebrating the fact that you got yeah. caught. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, please let me in prison anywhere but my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Jones, your son has been a very naughty boy. <laughs> Bring him to jail in the morning yeah. after you've given him some beans on toast. <laughs> Can uh, I have bacon with my... <laughs> Shut up and get in a car. <laughs> or what if you're the eldest family member? Like, go take him to your grandkids. <laughs> we'll take care of him. <laughs> He's such a good boy. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> uh, the jail also won't accept inmates who are suicidal. Uh, Peterson, the sheriff, said, we're not going to run that risk. Don't let him in here. He might kill himself. <laughs> yeah, but he might kill himself outside. Yeah, but that's outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we're we going through a mop a week. As long as he's off the ground. With all the brain matter we're like, fucking yeah. cleaning up. I mean, like, if it, if you, you can just jump in. There's, there's a freeway right over there. Just jump straight into traffic. <laughs> sort it right out. If he's off our land, you can do what you want. <laughs> yeah. free country and all that just, just take him to a family member where did your dad work uh, the incinerator <laughs> that'll be fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> we 
work? I don't know, the noose <laughs> conveyor factory? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a liability issue, having someone about to drown in his own vomit in jail. Um, so they, if you're drunk and you vomit you and you die, it's the jail's fault. Right. Well, so don't bring jail people in. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, but the thing is, it's a government thing. Yeah. So people are paying taxes. Yeah. For jail to take these drunken suicidal criminals <laughs> off the streets and away from their families. Yeah. And they're being like, well, "No, this is so sad." Like, imagine being convicted of domestic. Imagine if your partner, you finally get your partner conv- um, in process to be convicted for domestic abuse. Right. And the jail. Brings him to your house. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the next of kin. I mean, you're the wife. I mean, what's he ever done to you? Oh, I see. Right. Well, still, we don't we don't want to clean up after him. So why don't you? He's very violent and drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, but the, the kids are quite hopeful. It's like, oh, we only ever see the flashing lights when they come to take you away. I didn't think they'd be bringing you back. <laughs> Well, it's, 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 I've edited it, I haven't got the names, but some guy was saying, releasing inmates prior to their court date is also problematic. I don't see how that's not a liability issue. <laughs> like, if, you, if, you're, if your job is to keep, you know, drunken murderers, yeah, uh, con- not, not yet convicted murderers, yeah. off the street, and you let them onto the street and they commit more crimes... Sure, that's more of a liability issue, is what he's yeah. saying. Like, well, yeah, yeah, but not in the eye of the law, I guess. They sent him to jail. They yeah. took him to jail. Yeah. They breathalyzed him and <laughs> said no. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely your fucking fault. I mean, if that was that easy to get out of prison or jail, then, you know, Prison Break would have been a much shorter film. <laughs> just, just like a guy sneaking a bottle of gin into prison. Yeah, but if you... having a few sips, <laughs> take him out. If you come, if you come to, you come to my house with with a gun and shoot yourself on my driveway, then that's that, that's not a problem. I'm not, I'm not liable for that at all. If you come into my house and shoot yourself with my gun, mm. I'm liable for yeah. having like a dangerous weapon or anything like that. So as long as they don't let him through the door. They're not liable for anything as far as the law is concerned. Now, on a moral stance, yeah, no, fuck yeah, they I should take him in. I think on a private citizen, I get, I get what you're saying, but I, th- th- this is like this is like a hospital refusing service to um, a man who's having a heart attack and then him dying outside the hospital. <laughs> Being like, we could have saved him inside. We've got all appliances and everything. We've got new hearts. <laughs> all the medical appliances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we just didn't like this guy because... He was stuttering, and I, uh, you know, could deny. It just grates on me. Yeah, so we let him have his heart attack outside, and you go like, "You're a government institution that is there to save people like this, and you've decided on your own whim to turn them away." (laughs) I'd say that's you're you're liable for that. Yeah, if like the same way that um, doctors are liable if you present certain symptoms and they don't catch the right disease, Mm. there's a certain amount of liability there. Obviously, it's a larger grey area, but if you go in and say, "Doc, my leg hurts," and he doesn't examine your leg and your leg's half off, (laughs) it's the doctor's fault that you didn't go to hospital. Yeah, because the doctor said, "Oh, you're fine. You haven't looked at my leg. There's like there's a there's a it's cut in half." Like, (laughs) yeah, but fine. Yeah, I'm gonna look at it. It's fine. It's all good. Um, how's your wedding going? Good? Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Are you not going to Greece? No. 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 <laughs> that was never a thing, but you can't anymore. 
Oh, oh, was this the was this the photograph of the couple? On yeah. The, yeah. So there was a British couple who had a who had a wedding in Greece somewhere. I think uh, at Rhodes Monastery. Yeah. Which I think, I think, if memory serves, it was in Greece, and they took a wedding photo. Oh yeah, you've, I was going to ask you about. Have you ever had any weird asks for wedding photos? Because no. the way the photo is no. taken, it implies that there was a professional photographer there, and it's <laughs> uh, the groom. The groom? Yeah, the groom getting blown by the bride mm. on the backdrop of some famous view of Rhodes Manor Monastery yeah. in Greece. Yeah. And uh, the the, the Rhodes, uh, the church has said, well, no more foreigners. Yeah. Is what they've responded to because of this disgusting thing. <laughs> and I'd, one, I'm, I'm concerned that people are so disgusted by sex. Mm. I mean, admittedly, it's a church... There's yeah. a different level of sex in the religious yeah. world. But they're married. Like, isn't that the whole thing? Once you well, get married, you can do whatever you want. But did they actually do it or did they feign doing it? Um, because yeah, then, yeah, it's a, then it's a, what what the fuck is it? Like yeah, public, public indecency, indecency or some something. shit like that. But if, there's no one there, apart from the photographer, I'm assuming. Yeah. So it's, but the church has yeah, responded. Yeah, but now there's this image of the of this church going around that, oh, this is the... That, it's, the you, church, you know the, exactly the, what would happen. It would start a fucking trend. Everybody would start doing it. Be like, <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. Because now the church will have... It, it will be the place that's famous for brides for and grooms. child pornography and rape and no, murder. But, 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 but like the church is already very sensitive to sex every, anyway, and they don't want to have a reputation of being the church where everybody gets blown. <laughs> so there is that argument, right? There is the argument that um, the, the the church has reacted in a somewhat understandable way. Yeah by banning all nationalities apart from its nationality yeah. from re- marrying themselves before God yeah. in their church. Um, but the, thing, the interesting thing that I find is people are trying to sue the couple. Right. Which Because apparently the couple have ruined their wedding because now they don't know if they're going to be able to get married at this place because this i think this place said it's booked up for oh, the next four right. years i see so because so the church have said like well no foreign marriages anyone who's pre-booked from now to 2021 which is i think when they're booked up to yeah um might have lost their their wedding place oh well that's on the church then. exactly that's it's not completely on the, on the church yeah <laughs> it's completely on the church if, yeah. if, if, if your if your church turns around and says we we're not going to honour our contract, yeah. For whatever reason, then your issue is with the church, yeah. By all means, uh, because if you some wanna... guy got blown down the road. Oh well, who was that guy? I'm going to sue him. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the um, yeah, it's it, if 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 that's the stance you want to take that you're that no more foreign weddings, then you ban it from the from the last booking that you've got, not all the bookings yeah. that you've got leading up to that point. But again, like it, I still, I, I don't understand the immaturity of the immaturity of the reaction of the church, because if some guy got blown behind my house, I wouldn't sell my house. I wouldn't <laughs> ban all Greeks from my house. Yeah. Like it would just be like, oh yeah, people have sex. We're religious. We believe in sex in a different way. Uh, I don't. I don't have a problem with people fucking, but I don't want them doing it on my lawn. Yeah, but if 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 a gingerhead person turned up drunk on your garden would you ban all ginger people from ever coming to your house 
No. No, it, see, it seems like a weird reaction. Is that, a, I understand is that the t- same argument? Yeah, a foreigner got blown <laughs> in his garden, in the right. church grounds, or I'm assuming, yeah. right? So he's banned all foreigners, not even, not just like British or not just... Uh, if they ban all people whatever. from getting married there, though, in general, like all people, they won't make any money. They have to cut yeah, it so, somewhere. So, so yeah, so there's they, every, every... Icelandic people, fuck yeah. them. You know, <laughs> Russians, no, just Greeks. No, I, I what about think Turkey? Oh, it's a bit... A bit I, I think it's a really dumb reaction. I think yeah. the church is, we should be perfectly within their right to, to take action against the couple for tarnishing the reputation of the church. But not, like, I think banning all... I, I, I think it, I think that actual action is completely fruitless. Like I said, all businesses can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Right. So I'm not saying that they shouldn't have done this. I'm saying that what they're doing is somewhat childish and somewhat I don't understand. I don't, I don't and know. And all it is is... It's reactionary. Um, I don't what, know that it's it childish. Um, but... it's, it's trying to actively enforce repression. It's being like, don't have sex outside. Mm. In the, in the eyes of God, I married yeah. you under God, and then God made you do this, so you can't come here anymore. <laughs> you know, it, it seems like a weird tangle of wires. But the the more interesting thing for me is, yeah, people trying to sue the couple. This guy, me and my fiance are affected by those two low lives. We have been planning our wedding for two and a half years. Isn't that too long? Mm. Is it too? I, I don't know wedding planning stuff, but. If you've been planning a wedding for two and a half years, I'm assuming that means you've been engaged for two and a half years. Would that make sense? Maybe. So you've been engaged for two and a half years. But we've been engaged for four, three, three, four years. But have you been planning it like the no. entire time? No. No. Like, like you've got, you make when, loose plans in your head, but nothing official. Yeah. Maybe that's what they kind of mean yeah. here then. Because if, like, in my, in my, if I was going to plan um, a buffet... Yeah, I'd, like I do, it would take me an hour. But right, wedding's more complicated. I don't know if they're two and a half years. I don't know if they're a thousand days complicated <laughs> of work. So yeah, they've been thinking about their wedding for two two and a half years. He added, "I will be going to see a solicitor to see if any action can be taken against them. They are scum." <laughs> right. So number one, these can't be religious people. Right, mm. they can't be because they're so angry. Yeah, religious people aren't angry. They've got God loving them all the time. Yeah, so. They're angry because they're angry because these people were having sex outside. Yeah, and they're angry at them and not the people who got who, who got offended by it. Yeah, and decided to be nationalistic about the situation. Yeah, but this is just it's this is just the mentality of people. Like you go back to fucking you go back to primary school where everyone where where a teacher will be like, um, oh, if, if so, someone will do something stupid and the teacher won't know who it is. And they'll be like, okay, whoever it is, own up to it, or nobody's leaving. And the person doesn't do it. Like, it's entirely that person's fault that everybody stays behind. Mm. But, no, um, it's it's entirely the teacher's fault that everybody stays behind. Because they're the ones that made the ruling. But everybody blames the blames the kid that didn't own up. But the, the, there's a subtle difference there in the, the kid owned up. Like, they, they, they were, it was us. Like, yeah. There's a photo of them. Like they've openly said this is us. So they could be like, "You can't get married here anymore. You can't mm. come visit here anymore." To that couple, yeah. would have been their appropriate response. It's, it's... And you, giving them a fine, and then that fine goes towards tending the grounds so that he got blown on or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> to, to deal with it, as opposed to just trying to make a stand against sex after marriage. Mm. Like I can understand all these arguments about sex before marriage being a sin, and you're trying to make that argument and try and keep people repressed in that way. 
at least there's some kind of like clear motive there. But yeah. you've always said sex after marriage is fine. He just got married. He's just had sex. But now it's the exterior. They yeah. need to have, you know, burgundy curtains. <laughs> or, you know, some of that. Otherwise, it's disgusting behavior. Yeah, he yeah. says, uh, the head of the church, we are Greek and we cherish our traditions and the sanctity of our religious sites. We cannot allow this disgusting behavior to prevail. Maybe it's just the language. I mean, I was thinking the other day about how easily I swear. Yeah. Because I'm a grown up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can swear whenever I want. Yeah. Um, but it would be weird for me like I, I i will count i will not even think twice about certain swear words in certain contexts yeah it'll always be about be about the sentence for me does it add to the sentence or not add to the sentence yeah. i don't swear profusely but i like words and swear words are very powerful sounding words that have certain different flavors to them yeah so maybe it's just this whole uh, the whole act because it is it, it's for me it's, it's it's trying to um push forward a repressive belief because saying that you shouldn't have sex in a certain area, you go like, well, you can argue that it's private land. Please don't do this. It's disrespectful. Mm. But using a repressive agenda of no sex outside. I'm not, I'm not into sex outside. but And then saying um, that all foreigners have to pay the price. It's like mm. pushing a repressive agenda to push a racist agenda to try and sell the idea of God. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Don't, don't understand. It 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 all seems very surreal to me. And anybody who yeah is attacking the victims in this, who are the the married couple, you know, it seems like it seems weird. Like obviously, Miss Guy, if they've been planning it for two and a half years, they obviously didn't get the email of the church or whatever. Decided <laughs> to stalk these people. Um, a man uh, fed up with his nagging wife hides in the forest for ten years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot to put that one in. That's such a good story. <laughs> it was... <laughs> uh, um, a gardener got so fed up with his wife's nagging, he ran away from home and lived in the woods for 10 years. Uh, Malcolm Applegate, 62, was married to his wife for three years before upping sticks after the relationship reached a breaking point. Um, he then made his way from Birmingham, where they lived, to London, making half the three-week journey on foot after his bike was stolen. So he was really determined. <laughs> Uh, I was married to her for three years, but unfortunately it got too much. First of all, I met her in Eastbourne and I married her in Birmingham for three years. Well, that's it... problematic from the start. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a long walk. Yeah, you should have got married in Greece. Yeah. <laughs> for three years it was all right. We got on with one another and the gardening got too much for her. <laughs> she said, why don't we have more time together? I said, how can I? I've been recommended to people. I just said... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just upped and left. I got fed up with her because we used to get so many arguments. It took me three weeks to get back to London. Um, I didn't lock up my bike at Oxford and someone helped themselves to it, so I had to walk back from Oxford. He secretly left his family home when increased working hours angered his wife, but the gardener has told how he emerged from hiding. After leaving, Malcolm camped in thick woodland near Kingston, southwest London, while working on gardens at a community centre for <laughs> the was, elderly. He was guerrilla working. Yeah. He was living in the woods and then coming out in, under the light of day yeah. to kind of clean up the garden. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's, it's yeah, yeah. It's and he's like, he's he still works. He's not interested in retiring. He just like does his gardening and stuff. And he's never really been short on money. He's not impoverished or something. He just decided to live in the woods. <laughs> and like, and there's a bit of the article that I deleted, but it said he was joined by three others, which means like at some point that three blokes have come up to him and been like, "Wait, is this an option?" <laughs> I didn't know we could do this. <laughs> No, well, he, he severed all ties to his family. He, just, he literally, when he upped yeah, bags and that ten years ago, he just didn't talk to anybody. Yeah, he just left. His sister as well. Like, yeah, he, he said he said, got back in touch with his sister after ten years and she just assumed he was dead. Yeah. She <laughs> no, said, been living in the woods. <laughs> in, yeah, in Eastbourne. <laughs> Why? Well, she's just a crazy bitch. Yeah. Oh, I was with it for three years, but I was like, oh, I'm 62. I'm too old for this shit now. <laughs> so, he, like, so they were married from, like, from when he was 59. So presumably, maybe he was married before hand to someone else and had an experience of what marriage could be like and then he lost the love of his life i'm just conjecture here i've got no idea and then married this woman and she turned out to be the nagging horrific person that we're all meant to date when we're in our teens and (laughs) like early 20s but like yeah 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 he decided to do the right thing and just get away (laughs) from a toxic person just walked out the house and never went back (laughs) walked out the house for like 300 miles (laughs) That's conviction. That's good. Yeah, definitely. That's what I mean about this. instead of protesting, <laughs> do what you want to do. Divorce papers. Yeah. Like, well, I can just live in the woods. Yeah. Like that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Oh God. Mm. Uh, a woman almost dies after her unborn baby kicks a hole in her womb. <laughs> <laughs> Like the foot just started sticking out of her belly. She was like out there having a uh, bacon sandwich, and then this <laughs> little kid's foot comes out of her belly. Here's baby. <laughs> Why's he got such a deep voice? <laughs> it's the it's the acoustics in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, an unborn baby kicked so hard it tore a hole in its mum's womb, nearly killing them both. The woman known only as Zang. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's that sticks out to me as weird. No, no, only a zang. Like well, it's in Wayne's world, it means excellent. Zang. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, was just thirty-five weeks pregnant, but doctors at the Peking University Shenzhen Hospital had to act quickly as she arrived at hospital with stomach pains. The mum was experiencing extreme pain and had problems with her blood pressure, pulse, breathing. Doctors wrote in a social media post. At first, specialists thought... Social media posts? Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how many retweets we get, we might treat you. <laughs> it's like some massive game show. <laughs> to heal or not to heal. Yeah. Um, at first, specialists thought her womb had been ruptured, so performed an ultrasound when they found... Uh, when they foot, f- what they found was surprising. <laughs> it showed the baby had kicked through the uterus wall into the mum's abdominal cavity. So the foot was just in her guts, just yeah. like moving about. Um, and yeah, they performed a cesarean, and it turned out it like she had like she'd had like some kind of operation for fibrosis or something like that, and it had left scar tissue, and scar tissue's weak, and the baby had kicked it, and it just right. burst open. Like on the inside, but it's like fucking Christ. Like I, 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 <laughs> I, I there was a, a weird racist thought 
that I had that was just like, oh well, it's, her name's Zhang, so she's about kicking black people. She, no, she, 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 her name's Zhang, so she's East Asian. So I bet her womb's like one of those Japanese paper door things. <laughs> <laughs> just it, like it, it really serves no purpose. <laughs> it's, it's just a privacy screen. Did you get your womb interior decorated to be that of a samurai? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen is apparently massive over there. <laughs> I think I went over this before. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. feeling more like a single dad again recently with the dog. Just life. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, met more random people, and the more people I meet now, I don't know whether it's just Stoke, but you just you meet people and you just go like, you are looking for a parent. Yeah, you're not looking for an equal you're not looking for something to better yourself i mean i think i mentioned it before about there's people who say that they're looking for a decent partner yeah but they're actually looking for somebody to treat them decently yeah as opposed to they don't care who you are they're just looking for it and getting around stuff but yeah i went to went to the beach this week uh, oh yeah and, yeah. and, and yeah very single parent was like oh right have we got enough water you know, have we got to change your shoes you know yeah <laughs> this got that all this responsible stuff and and go in there and back. So there was that. But it was a surprisingly productive thing. Like mm. I was just hit with productivity on Saturday morning. Yeah, and decided to have a productive weekend, which I put down to you know exercising properly. Have more. you been? Have you, is, no, no. Oh. But up to that point, I was right. But because I was, uh, yeah, I got a little bit. I pulled a, a few muscles. Um, uh, just going too fast, too quick. Yeah. So I was like, I'll rest over the weekend, and then had another sports massage on Monday, which was way worse than the one last week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> was like, wait. I was like, I understand why people would say stop. Yeah. It's fucking. That's pretty intense. So I was still recovering from that, and then I've just been like, oh, I've got work to do. Carried. In. I've missed the gym for like the last five days. Mm. And I've been like, right, I need to get back into it tomorrow. But the the difference that five days makes, like, you just kind of lose all that momentum. But the Saturday morning productivity, as soon as everything starts to go well in, in life, I think. I think I phrased it, the, the more I get my life together, the more motivated I am to just lock myself in a shed with a train set. And just, <laughs> yeah. like, just what, what, with a DVD of uh, Deer Hunter, and yeah. a revolver with six bullets in it. Just like, <laughs> oh, fuck this. So when, when the, the, the drive that gets you going to where you want to be there's also this weird elastic drive to kind of pull, pull you, you back, back down yeah. to where you were, yeah. where you kind of see it. And, you, and while I can see all the benefits and the positives and how I'm doing the, the right things that I'm doing are taking me in that direction. There's just this weird drive to just kind of pull you back. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of the single parent comes in where it's just like, like with, with the dog, my dog's been acting out a little bit more. I think she's just getting a little bit more aggressive yeah. here and there. And the thing that I've always noticed when training her up is just, I just don't want to be telling her off all the time. You can see, you can feel, you can feel the pain of some parents, like especially when I'll be like, oh, I've gone to test, I've gone to this shops and I've bought her a special treat. What are we gonna do? I mean, I've got this whole big reward planned. Yeah. I come home and so, I've got to tell her off because she's done something bad. Yeah. The same way, like a parent would have organised a surprise birthday party and then been like, oh no, now he's been arrested. <laughs> um, can't give my yeah. six year old oh wait is he drunk <laughs> yeah. oh they'll bring him back we'll be back, back, back in 20 minutes um, yeah it's the same way that you, like, it's such a chore to yeah. have to discipline 
And I'm not I'm not a power hungry control person either. Yeah, like, I'd yeah. rather not tell anybody off, but I understand the benefit of it. No, I have the same thing. I, I've got a lot of experience of particular children in my lives being screamed at all the time to the point where it's completely ineffective and now yeah. they act up regardless because they know the consequences null and void. Yeah, yeah. Like act out regardless and then they continue to Yeah, because Oh, because there's no consequence to them yeah. doing it. Well there is, they're gonna get shouted at. But they've been shouted yeah. at for the past God knows how right, long, right, right. and it's never made a difference before. So, why why will it make a difference next time? Yeah. So, in terms of that, trying to keep one be responsible for another life is in the dog, and like be responsible in terms of have I brought food, water, dr- dry stuff, and whatever to the beach. Um, there's also just trying to do that kind of folds over, flows over into the rest of your life. You know, mm. oh, I've done this, I've done that, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And you just you just meet certain people. You just like you just I can't. I you want me to look after you. Is yeah. what you want. Yeah. And it's just and you see it in 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 general everyday day to day stuff. Like even people trying to say something that they think is controversial. Like I don't care. Like what, <laughs> what you want me to engage with you in a conversation that I don't give two tits about. Mm. Like just because you think it's a controversial. And I'll talk about anything. Like if, if I'm in the mood for it, I'll talk about whatever you know down the pub or whatever. But yeah. When people are doing it with the, uh, with the agenda to kind of be like, oh, yeah, you're not going to like what I'm about to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think uh, I, I like uh, Rolling Stone's new album. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to engage and give you the kind of tug that you want to replace your parents. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. So, yeah, single parentness, even though I'm not, and it's probably offensive to single parents out there. But. <laughs> Yeah, I just think I'm grow. I feel I can feel myself growing up, which is probably good. Yeah, but bad for the world because <laughs> it would mean I would headbutt somebody like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, it means I'd probably kick a penguin that couldn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> just, I've always seen myself as a force of change in the world, whether it's for the better, I don't know. But it is how it is. So what you said a while ago, I can't remember. I readdressed this. You said um, when you've thought of the way that I have conversations with people, or I talk to people, it's usually very direct and honest. Like I think about the Spanish flea girl. Yeah. 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 So like I was, I was saying, more... I always try to avoid that conversation where you break up with someone or something like that. Yeah. And I'll just Whereas... kind of throw the truth into yeah. their face. Yeah. Which is the best way to do everything. Yeah. But it just, it, it doesn't take more energy. It's just, it's lower. Um, it's lower intensity just to kind of, mm, in Iraq. Yeah. You know, whereas if it's, it takes more, it takes more energy to be that briefly intense, even though you spend less energy. Yeah. It's just like that level of intensity. So the more I've gotten in shape, the more I've kind of sorted myself out, mm. the more I've kind of been, because I'm fighting the draw back. Yeah. There's more energy being done towards pushing forward, mm. which is good for me, but I don't know if we'll still be friends. For more episodes the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week.